verse 39. Uh, Jesus said, But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Uh, Peter, over to you. We should have sound for you now. Great. Thank you, Lachlan. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, it's a real uh, joy for me to um, meet with you uh, in this way. It would be much better in person, but isn't the technology wonderful that we can uh, do this? So as Lachlan said, I'm going to just uh, speak for a few moments on uh, the Christian virtue of gentleness. And uh, what we'll do in this talk is possibly a little bit uh, different uh, to what you might normally do uh, in these lunchtime meetings in that uh, I'll be dotting around uh, the Bible quite a bit and looking at a number of different passages. And uh, it may be a little bit dizzying, but hopefully it'll give you a feel for um, uh, what the Bible says on this topic. And if you want to follow up any of those references, just let Lachlan know and I can, uh, I can give you those references. But the idea of gentleness um, is uh, something we, uh, in our culture, we, we sort of might have an idea of what it is. You know, uh, it's not a bad thing, but I think often we think of gentleness almost like being nice. If someone's gentle, they're nice, they're weak, they're insipid, that sort of thing. But actually, uh, the Bible sees gentleness as a very positive thing. And it's actually uh, something that um, takes a good deal of uh, strength, really, uh, to, uh, to exercise. Uh, gentleness uh, in the Bible. Um, uh, here's a, a proverb. Uh, the, the Bible has a book called Book of Proverbs, kind of lots of sayings. And uh, here's one of the things it says about gentleness. It says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So gentleness there, it seems, is the opposite of the harsh word. Uh, gentleness is uh, you know, speaking to one, uh, one another kindly. And it's a characteristic that at any time in our world, I think is in short supply. But I think particularly at the moment, as we're all under that extra layer of pressure because of the uh, the, the conditions that we're living under, the temptation to, to stir up anger, the temptation to give the harsh word, I think is uh, stronger than ever. Even, even though we're not actually necessarily relating to one another in person all that much, you only have to go on social media for a little bit of time to see how uh, quickly people can uh, get inflamed. So I think gentleness is a, is a very relevant topic to think about, uh, but before we, we sort of dive into what the Bible says about gentleness, uh, we do need to uh, ask the prior question, what exactly is gentleness? What is gentleness? And I think a helpful way to think about gentleness is to think of, it's a sort of spectrum of 
uh, of ways that we relate to people. And it's got a sort of active and a passive sense. Okay. So the, the passive sense of gentleness is uh, when we remain calm in response to a negative situation. So someone cuts you off in traffic, you know, deliberately, uh, what, you know, what's your response? Well, the gentle response is to smile and just let them through. Okay. It's not to lean on the horn or to drive up really close as you can behind them, just to smile and let them through. So that's, that's kind of considering gentleness from a sort of passive point of view. If we think about it from an active point of view, it's the refusal to even rightly exercise our power uh, when it might be to the detriment of another person. So uh, think of uh, chairing a meeting and uh, someone makes an inane suggestion. Um, maybe you've, uh, you've been in that, um, that situation. You know, you make a, uh, you're chairing a meeting, someone makes an inane suggestion, particularly if it's someone who's always making inane suggestions. Uh, what is the response? Well, the temptation might be to sort of cut them down, um, but the response of gentleness is to smile and say, thank you for your contribution. Does anyone else have, uh, have something to say? Okay, so that's the kind of active and passive side of gentleness. Uh, the, the Bible has lots of language of uh, characteristics that it wants Christians to, uh, to demonstrate. And gentleness is one of them. And it's related to lots of other ones. So it's not as if gentleness is sort of exists in a bubble and is totally different to some of these other characteristics. There are lots of characteristics that, that overlap uh, that the Bible talks about. So humility, uh, patience, uh, self-control, kindness, love. These are all characteristics that the Bible um, uh, kind of says the Christian should, uh, should demonstrate. And you can see how they relate to that idea of gentleness, you know, self-control, not just kind of uh, losing it with someone, but keeping control, kindness being positively um, uh, well disposed towards someone, patience when someone makes an inane suggestion, uh, love, you know, being concerned for someone else. That's, those are all kind of connected to this idea of gentleness. But what gentleness is not uh, is niceness, or softness. I think in our kind of, you know, culture at large, gentleness is just seen as being nice or being soft. But actually, and we'll, we'll see this in a moment, that the Bible uh, very much connects gentleness to uh, strength. You know, you need the strength of character to remain gentle when you're under real pressure. Okay, so it's not a sort of soft characteristic. It is something that, um, yeah, is, it requires a great degree of self-control, and we'll see it actually, to, to be gentle in the way that the Bible wants us to be, uh, requires kind of supernatural input. So I just want to think about um, three things about gentleness. Uh, I want to see how the Bible shows us that Jesus is gentle, that Christians are meant to be gentle, and that it's the Holy Spirit that produces uh, gentleness. Uh, so uh, Jesus is gentle. Uh, that might be a surprising thing for us to, to, to think of, of Jesus. But um, Matthew's gospel, uh, Lachlan read from Matthew's gospel. Matthew's gospel is probably the gospel that sort of shows Jesus' gentleness more than any of the gospels. And um, uh, Jesus in, in Matthew 11 at one point uh, says, you know, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Why? Why? because I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest 
for your souls. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful description of, uh, of Jesus. And if you wouldn't call yourself a follower of Jesus, I think I'd say that's one of the things that as Christians, we find the most attractive about Jesus is that he is gentle. He's not a harsh taskmaster. He's someone who is gentle, um, who deals with broken people. That's another uh, idea that you get in Matthew's gospel. Uh, he says, a bruised reed I will not break, a smoldering wick I will not quench, this kind of metaphorical language that Jesus treats us and deals with us gently and wants us to come to him and find uh, rest. And uh, even at the end of uh, Matthew's gospel, as Jesus kind of enters Jerusalem, Jesus, the true kind of king, God's king, enters Jerusalem. And uh, he does it not on a war horse, but on a, on a donkey, on a colt. And, uh, you know, Matthew comments that, you know, the, the king comes in gentle, and humble uh, on a donkey. And so uh, the reason that uh, Christians want to be gentle ultimately is because we want to follow um, uh, the Lord Jesus, uh, who himself was gentle. And Jesus taught uh, Christians to be gentle. Uh, the passage that uh, Lachlan read earlier from uh, Matthew 5 doesn't actually uh, use the word gentle, but it, it very much illustrates what it means to be uh, gentle. Uh, you know, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone would sue you and take your tunic, uh, let him have your cloak as well. Now, we need to, to think carefully how to apply this. Um, you know, Jesus is not sort of giving economic theory here, uh, but he's showing how we as, as Christians are not to be people who uh, more than anything are concerned about our own rights. Uh, we are concerned to love others and you know, in extreme cases, that mean we actually will we'll give up our rights uh, for for other people. And, you know, that's modeled uh, in Jesus himself, you know, who laid down his life uh, on the cross. And uh, strikingly, you know, as he's on the cross, uh, he prays, uh, Father, forgive them. Uh, forgive the people who have done this to me, for they know not what they do. Uh, so you can see how the, the idea of gentleness is connected to the idea of forgiveness and patience and kindness and uh, how Jesus models it in his life and his death and how he teaches Christians uh, that we are to be uh, gentle. Um, it, it, it's worth saying that, you know, sometimes, um, you know, people have taken this kind of teaching in Matthew 5 or, or the, um, the application of it that Paul makes in one of his letters, 1 Corinthians 6. Uh, just Paul talks about uh, Christians who were suing one another. And uh, he says to them, you know, why, why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be wronged? That, that's the, his application of Matthew 5. Now, obviously, you can abuse that teaching. And, um, you know, you, you could, you could um, kind of use, abuse it to sort of justify criminal activity, which is not what it's meant to do at all. It's just the, the clear teaching that as a Christian, um, we're concerned to love others. Uh, we'd be willing to lay down our lives for others. We're not just concerned to, to get ahead and, um, and uh, sort of have our, our rights uh, met. And so I think, you know, as we live in a world that's very much under pressure, uh, you know, followers of Jesus will want more than anything to model this gentleness uh, that Jesus modeled and uh, show people that, you know, being a Christian is not, is not meant to be a selfish thing. 
It's just kind of me getting, you know, what I want out of the world. No, it's, it's a life of gentle service uh, to others. And so Jesus is gentle. Christians are to be gentle. We've already uh, seen it hinted at um, uh, in, in Matthew 5, but the rest of the New Testament makes it very uh, clear uh, that Christians are meant to be uh, gentle. And uh, as Lachlan said earlier, even, even amongst Christians, this is a, a characteristic that I think is often overlooked. Um, you know, we don't always, you know, those of us who are, who are followers of Jesus, we don't always think about this kind of call uh, to be uh, gentle. And, uh, you know, if you are a follower of Jesus, is that how someone would describe you? Would someone describe you as gentle? Um, if you know a follower of Jesus, I wonder, would you describe them as uh, gentle? Uh, but throughout the New Testament, uh, it's uh, very clear uh, that Christians are to be gentle. I'm just going to read a few verses. Uh, Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Uh, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate and always gentle to everyone. And uh, you can see, um, you know, it's not as Paul, not though Paul is sort of uh, giving us a very discreet characteristics, you can see how they're related and how they help us understand what to be gentle is. It's to be peaceable and considerate uh, towards other people, to not slander anyone. Um, and um, I think, again, in our contemporary world, uh, you know, just the very call to be peaceable and considerate, uh, to be gentle towards other one. Um, I think is, uh, is, is, a, is a high calling. Uh, it rules out the sort of uh, cutting, mocking comments. Uh, it remembers that the other person, even if we totally disagree with them, is a human being too. And, um, you know, we might be debating, we might have very different views, but we're still to be um, considerate and uh, peaceable. Um, particularly uh, those of us who are um, followers of the Lord Jesus, who are members of churches, uh, the call for us consistently in the New Testament is to be gentle with one another. So Ephesians 4 verse 2, be completely humble and gentle. Uh, be patient, bearing with one another in love. And then uh, there again, you see those ideas of uh, being patient, bearing with one another in love. Uh, Colossians 3 verse 12, as God's chosen people, um, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness humility, gentleness, and patience. And again, you can see those other characteristics sort of help us to understand, um, you know, what gentleness is um, as, you know, it relates to compassion and kindness and humility and patience. And again, these verses are, they're easy to understand, but they're very hard to put into practice. And I think the time where we find it most difficult uh, to relate with gentleness is when we have been uh, wronged. Uh, so think of unfair criticism. Uh, you know, there's possibly nothing more than unfair criticism that kind of makes us want to arc up and respond in anger. But again, we remember the, the uh, example of the Lord Jesus. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So it's a high calling, uh, but it's a clear calling uh, for the Christian uh, to be uh, gentle. And uh, particularly, it, it's worth noting that uh, Christian leaders, uh, more than, you know, I mean, every Christian is meant to be gentle, but Christian leaders are meant to embody uh, gentleness. And uh, there's some letters in the New Testament that are written to Christian leaders. Um, and, 
you know, one of the things that consistently comes out again and again is the Christian leader is not to be gentle. And so Christian leadership is not to be like, um, you know, a, a leadership that we often see in our world, which is out to sort of, um, you know, get power for yourself. Now, Christian leadership is meant to be modeled on uh, the Lord Jesus. It's laying our lives down uh, for other people. So Jesus is gentle. Christians are to be gentle. And uh, the third thing uh, the, the Bible tells us is it is the spirit who produces uh, gentleness. It's the spirit who produces gentleness. And this is important because uh, it's easy to sort of reduce Christian teaching down to morality. And, you know, the, the Christian faith has lots to say about morals and about how we live, but it's not, uh, you know, the New Testament is not a self-improvement or a self-help book. Now, I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with self-help books. I try to read um, self-help book, you know, on time management or productivity uh, from time to time. Um, I, even, um, I, I even bought something from the shopping channel because I thought it would, uh, it would change my life. Um, it didn't. Um, uh, I should have known that a, a product called the Tuxedo Painting System was not really going to uh, change my life. You can, you can ask me about it later. Uh, but uh, very clearly, the New Testament is not a, uh, a self-help book. It's not written to sort of say, just get your life together and you know, be better. Uh, it does challenge us, but it also shows us that the only way to grow, the only way to be more like um, God wants us to be is the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Paul, in one of his letters, actually describes a whole list of characteristics, um, including gentleness, so love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all these kind of good characteristics. And he says uh, these are the fruit of the Spirit. So it's this kind of wonderfully organic um, idea that it's, it's fruit that is grown in us and it's grown in us uh, by the Holy Spirit. But what exactly does that mean? What exactly does it mean that the Spirit produces um, uh, you know, these things in us? Because the Bible's really interesting and it sort of seems to hold these two things together. It says these characteristics are the fruit of the Spirit, but it also commands us to do them. So uh, Galatians 5 talks about gentleness being the fruit of the Spirit. But then at the beginning of chapter six, the very next chapter in the book, just a, a paragraph later, he says, when you're relating to one another in the church and you know, someone's fallen, you need to be gentle with them. So in other words, gentleness is something that he can at the same time say is um, a, a fruit of the spirit, but it's also uh, something that we're commanded uh, to do. And I think that sort of almost tension between something that God the Holy Spirit produces in us and something that we're commanded to do helps us to understand how we can be uh, more gentle. And uh, really, it's uh, very simply, it's, it's by dependence on God. Uh, the Spirit, and we don't have time to look at Galatians, but throughout Galatians, you, you can see that the Spirit's work is to produce dependence on us in, in, in faith, in God and his promises. And that's basic Christian, the, the basic Christian life. It's not about me trying to be better and trying to please God. It's me depending on God. And so as I depend on God in prayer and I ask him to change me, 
uh, he produces these characteristics uh, in me. N not perfectly, uh, not until the, um, the new creation, but nevertheless, he does produce uh, these things uh, in me. So um, I think as, as um, those of us who are followers of Jesus, thinking about what the Bible says about gentleness, it should kind of rebuke us. It should make us think, you know, am, am I gentle with my family, with my coworkers, with my friends, particularly when I'm under pressure or particularly when I feel like I've been wronged? Am I gentle? If I'm not, well, then the response is to cry out to God in prayer and ask him by his Holy Spirit uh, to produce that gentleness uh, in me. If we're not followers of Jesus, we've just looked at one characteristic that Christians are meant to be. We've seen so many others, you know, loving, kindness, uh, humble. And uh, maybe as you've sort of seen that, you think, well, I, I can see that that is, that is a good way to live, but it's not within me to produce that kind of life uh, in me. And that, that is the, the, the kind of testimony of the New Testament. It's not, it's not within you to produce this kind of life. It's got to be produced from the outside. It's got to be produced by God. And uh, there's no sort of magic involved. It is uh, simply by trusting in God, coming, uh, coming to him uh, by Jesus, being rightly related to him. Uh, he will forgive you, accept you as his child, and then uh, begin to transform uh, your life. And one of the things will be uh, helping you to grow in gentleness. Uh, it, you know, it won't be perfect, but, um, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of, Christian life is one of, of growing more and more in characteristics uh, like gentleness. Uh, well, that's a bit of an overview um, of, of the topic. Hopefully there's some uh, things that we can, uh, we can chat about now. Um, but yeah, I'll hand back to you, Lachlan. Uh, but Peter, we've got a couple of questions that have been coming through. Um, I guess to get it out of the way, um, so what is the tuxedo painting system, just quickly? Uh, the tuxedo painting system is uh, you would fill the painting uh, paint into the roller and then screw the roller. And so you could paint with a tuxedo on because it wouldn't splash, but it, it didn't work. Excellent. You didn't waste a tuxedo, I hope. No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, excellent. Um, in, in terms of, I guess, defining gentleness, are there are a couple of questions in yeah. this area. And um, so uh, meekness, gentleness, are they kind of the same thing, but just different words? Yeah, so, um, yeah, same, same things, really. Same thing. Um, part of the problem is we're working with English and the, you know, the New Testament is written in Greek. Um, and so some translate, translations will use gentleness. Some translations will use meekness, but it's the same, the same idea. Yeah, great. Uh, and so, with uh, it, it seems like gentleness is actually quite a, a complex thing. Uh, is it fair to say that gentleness is, is, I guess, the practical outworking of other virtues? Yeah, I think so. So, uh, self-control. Um, you know, you you when you're when you're being gentle, you're exercising self-control, but you're also exercising love and patience. I think the virtues are all kind of connected. Um, and like I said, it's not sort of, oh, you know, this is a loving act, but it's not gentle, or this is a, you know, gentle act, but it's not patient. I think they're all connected together. And so when you're doing one, you, you're very much kind of uh, do, doing the others. I, I think the New Testament would sort of say love is the, that, that's the sort of umbrella term. And, um, you know, think of Paul, you know, love is patient, love is kind. I think you could say by extension, love is gentle. So when you're being gentle, you know, you're actually loving someone. It's, a, it's in a particular situation. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Um, a, a couple of questions about 
practical outworking. Um, yeah. One is, is there a way I could know if I've been too harsh? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and it's, it's a hard, hard one to answer. It, it's, you know, um, hopefully if you're relating to someone, they'll, they'll tell you, they'll tell you. Um, it's, it's, it, there's, there's culture. Yeah. I don't want to sort of say excuse it by culture, but there are cultural differences. I've, for example, the way that some Australians talk to each other, uh, is different to the way that, you know, I'm from Northern Ireland, the way that we would talk to each other and, you know, they're, they're, um, other countries as well. So I think if you're doing it in a way that's loving and you're self-controlled and you're not trying to hurt the other person, um, those are things, but you know, gentleness doesn't rule out rebuke. The new Testament says, you know, there's the place for the rebuke and you just don't want to rebuke out of kind of heat. You want to say, you know, that was what you did there was very unhelpful. And I think you should think about your action, but that's, you know, I'm not saying that's easy to do, but that, that is perfectly fine. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, I guess that, that might start to tie into the, the next question where, um, you know, for many, many of, uh, of us are workers, we might have teams that we're responsible for, but we also have people we might be uh, maybe not in conflict with, but who have competing agendas. And um, yeah. yeah, what does it look like to be uh, gentle with someone who's competing with you, but also when you're trying to care for the people that you're responsible for? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, is there a, a framework for how you think about gentleness in that regard? Yeah, I think, um, you know, considerate, um, peaceable, but, you know, those don't rule out, um, you know, an appropriate type of competition in, you know, one company is going to be competing with another company. Um, but, you know, you want to watch your heart. Uh, you want to make sure that kind of bitterness is not co coming in. Um, um, I think you want to be generous. You know, I, again, I'm, I'm sort of throwing out all these other characteristics that are connected to gentleness. But I think in that situation, those are the sort of things you want to consider. But, you know, within a company, um, it's, you know, within a family, you know, I rebuke my kids um, and uh, that's, that's perfectly fine. I think where I, where I fail is when anger comes in, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of frustrated with them and my rebuke comes out of frustration. That, that's, that's not right. Um, whereas the same action might meet the same kind of words or merit the same words, but... I've got to be much more in control of my, my emotions. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. Um, we're sort of getting close to the end. So maybe uh, the last one, um, do you have any thoughts about uh, practical next steps? So if, uh, if I've been convinced, yeah, gentleness is something to work on. Um, you know, you've mentioned that uh, there's, there's a, um, the spirit's work or Jesus working in us, but it seems like there's also something we need to work for. What would you say is a, a helpful next step? Yeah, I think identify um, situations where you're tempted to not act in a, in a gentle way. So, um, you know, is it when you're really under pressure, when there's a project deadline coming, is it, is it at home, um, you know, when you're tired? And I think just try and be aware, ask, ask God to give you an awareness of those situations um, ask, you know, ask a friend, you know, could, could I just chat to you once a week and I'll just sort of reflect on how it's been uh, this week. And, you know, the Christian life is not meant to be lived alone. And, um, yeah, just, just having, having a friend, someone in your church or, you know, someone that, you know, uh, be able to talk to them and pray with them. I think that would be a good, 
good next step. Good next step. Okay, great. Thank you, Peter. Um, well, thank you for coming and speaking to us uh, today about gentleness and uh, helping us uh, think through why it is such a, an essential virtue, particularly uh, for a time like this uh, when uh, when pressures and anxieties are running high. Um, next week, we have uh, one of Peter's colleagues, Simon, joining us, and he's going to be speaking about uh, culture shock. Um, not something I, I'm aware of a phrase being in the Bible, but he's going to help us see how uh, the Bible helps us uh, actually think through uh, this phase that we're in, in terms of uh, culture shock and uh, some tools for helping uh, process that. Uh, so that will be next week. You can keep an eye out for your email. Uh, once again, Peter, thank you for joining us today. Um, I was just made aware in the chat that, oh, sorry, Peter. No, I just sort of said thank you for having me. Oh, you are very welcome. Um, I was just made aware in the chat that uh, if you're using the Zoom app, you might not have been able to copy and paste the links. So if you did want to get either a list of Peter's references or if you did want to contact me uh, further with anything else I've mentioned, uh, the City Bible Forum website, the Bible Shots webpage, uh, has a link that you can email me on. Uh, so if the link in chat isn't working and you can't copy and paste it, jump on our website, the Bible Shots uh, webpage on City Bible Forum, and there's an email link for me there and contact me through that. Uh, otherwise, thank you very much for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for coming.